Welcome and thank you very much for joining us for this Bible study and reflection for June 8th, 2022. Let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for your word that speaks to us. And we ask that you, through your Holy Spirit, help us to interpret your word correctly. Open our eyes to see and our ears to listen as you speak to us through your holy word. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, have you ever wondered how such huge crowds could actually hear Jesus when he was teaching and preaching? I'm talking about big crowds. Take, for example, the feeding of the 4,000, or even greater than that, the 5,000. <clears> and that number did not even include women and children. So suffice it to say, it was a large crowd of people. How could each and every one of those people hear Jesus? Did he have a sophisticated sound system? Well, of course, you'd know that he didn't, but you'll see in just a moment after I read a couple of passages where he was speaking to people around the Sea of Galilee that he did, in fact, have knowledge of and use his surroundings to help his voice carry to be heard by so many people at the same time. This Bible study and reflection titled, Can You Hear Me Now?, but maybe I should have titled it, Are You Listening to Me? As you know, there's a difference between hearing and listening. As I read the next two passages from Matthew and Mark, just imagine yourself sitting on a hillside looking down at the Sea of Galilee while Jesus speaking to you from a boat at the edge of the water. Pay special attention to all of the words that Jesus is speaking to you but especially listen to him when he tells you to listen. The first reading is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, thirty, or sixty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And now, that same imagination, you're hearing Jesus speak. We're going to hear Mark from chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. 
He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Now let's look at the night of the transfiguration where Jesus was accompanied by Peter, John, and James. They went up on a hill to pray. This comes from the book of Luke. And in this reading, Peter was amazed and he began to ramble on, adding, asking a series of questions of Jesus. As you will see, God interrupted Peter and told him to listen to Jesus. He didn't say, I'd really like for you to hear what he is saying. He said, listen. The Greek word for listen means to obey and listen intently. It actually describes the act of hearing or listening to a person with emphasis on the accurate understanding of that which is spoken. You could boil it down into saying correct interpretation. The next reading is from Luke chapter 9, verses 33 through 35. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, is it good for us to be here? Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. <clears throat> As I promised earlier, I'd like to share part of a study that was done to determine whether everyone in the large crowds that Jesus spoke to could hear what Jesus had to say. This article is adapted from Perry G. Phillips, Natural Amphitheaters Along the Sea of Galilee. And this comes from the Lexham Geographic Commentary on the Gospels. Now, Phillips definitely has great credentials. Perry Phillips holds a Ph.D. in astrophysics, along with a master's degrees in divinity and Hebrew language, and he taught historical, historical geography at Jerusalem University College. And I quote, Two basic factors govern the clarity by which one hears and understands a speaker. The strength of the speaker's voice and the level of interference from ambient noise. 
Outdoor settings are intrinsically noisy, which demands that the speaker have a loud voice. How loud? Probably 75 decibels or above, or about as loud as being in the same room with a vacuum cleaner. Normal conversation registers 60 decibels. Now, George Whitfield, the 18th century American evangelist, spoke to crowds estimated to number in the tens of thousands. His voice level could reach 90 decibels. Jesus also spoke to many crowds, and like many outdoor speakers, I'm sure he possessed a very sturdy voice. Jesus gave numerous speeches around the Sea of Galilee and the region's combinations of hills, vales, and land ascending away from the shore provided natural amphitheaters for addressing large crowds. This point was sufficiently proved by an experiment in the 1970s by archaeologist Kabi Chrysler and professional sound engineer Mark Miles. Chrysler and Miles set up equipment at a cove on the shore of the Sea of Galilee near Tagba, near Capernaum. They chose this location to represent the setting where Jesus, pressed by the crowd, retreated to a boat and told the parable of the sower, both in Matthew and Mark. Chrysler and Miles did not use a boat, but a large rock protruding out of the water served the purpose. They initially embarked on investigating whether the natural terrain, such as an auditorium with Jesus at the stage, which would have been the boat, and the crowd in the seats or the shore and the slopes. But Chrysler and Miles unexpectedly found that the reverse also occurred. Speech from the seats was clearly heard at the stage. Here's how Chrysler explains the two examples involving cars. The first car was on its way to Capernaum. The passenger's window was down. Suddenly and quite visibly to me on the rock, the car slowed. I couldn't make out the faces from a hundred meters, but the voices were unmistakable. One said, what's he doing down there? The other answered, I don't know. The, the experiments by Chrysler and Miles demonstrated that natural terrain can act as an outdoor auditorium. No doubt Jesus was aware of this and took advantage of natural features around the Sea of Galilee to speak to large crowds. For example, the feeding of the 5,000 took place somewhere around the city of Bethsaida. The feeding of the 4,000 occurred in the Decapolis. Both locations have excellent acoustical topography. In short, natural amphitheaters exist along all the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus used them as public address systems to teach the crowds. Yes, the crowds had no problem hearing what Jesus said, but Jesus knew that hearing was not enough. One had to hear with the heart, not just with the ears. Note Jesus' insistence on hearing in the parable of the sower. He begins the parable with listen and behold and ends with if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear and take care what you listen to. How interesting that Jesus used the surrounding terrain both for acoustic enhancement and as an illustration of the receptivity of the human heart to his message. 
You know, there are a lot of people, and yes, even a lot of Christians, that believe Jesus came to instruct us and give us a list, if you will, of items to check so we can go to heaven. Take the Sermon on the Mount, for example. Who has ever read that and not thought how impossible for me to achieve and do everything Jesus just talked about? Well, Jesus was not giving us instructions. He was giving us a look at the new kingdom living. Not only is it important to hear and listen, but it's extremely important to interpret what we hear correctly. We need saving, not instructing. Look at it this way. If you were drowning in a body of water and you were close to a dock, but you couldn't swim to the dock and pull yourself out, would you want someone to walk to the edge of the dock and toss you an instruction manual on how to swim? I don't think so. You would certainly want somebody capable of saving you. And that was one of Jesus' central messages, that he came to save us. One more example before we wrap up. Philip has obviously been with Jesus and the other disciples for some time now. He had heard Jesus teaching on many occasions, but had he really listened? Listen to the words from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 6 through 9. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Well, you know, the old but effective cell phone ad, can you hear me now? It was and is very clever. We do need to remember there's a difference between hearing and listening. You could really say there's a difference between just plain listening and active listening. Philip, in the message I just read from the book of John, is perhaps an example of someone that heard Jesus but was not actively listening to him. Do you want to get to know Jesus better? Well, you can, through discerning Bible study, reflection, prayer, daily devotionals, worship, and many other faith-based practices. As I've said many times before, we meet Jesus when we physically open or electronically access God's Word that we call the Holy Bible. And as the folks at Bible Project say, the Bible is one unified story that leads to Jesus. Jesus is as relevant today as he was 2,000 years ago. It could be argued that his popularity has waned a bit, but he certainly had his detractors during his time on earth as well. As evidenced by the growth of Christianity on a global basis, not just regionally like some other religions, it proves that the gospel cannot be stopped and will not be stopped. It is the good news of Jesus Christ, and it's not just for a chosen few. Absolutely, it is not. For each, it is for each and every one of us. 
You have to look no further than the cross for that answer. You might say that the cross spoke to us as well. And on the cross, Jesus died for everyone, not just an exclusive group. Part of our relationship with Christ starts with us acknowledging our sinful nature and the need for a Savior, not an instructor. In closing, I want to read from Matthew chapter 9, verses 12 through 13. On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Jesus desires mercy not for himself, but for others, in and through our actions, but not as a way to earn his favor, but as a way to thank him for his sacrifice on the cross. Not only hearing, but listening to God's word has been and continues to be life-changing for me. Thanks be to God for that life-changing relationship that is available to each and every one of us through his word and through his son, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for sending your Son to speak to us, and we know it is our responsibility to listen and to interpret his words correctly. Help us, Lord, not only to hear your word, but listen intently to your word. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.